I love a good podcast, as you know, and I'm always happy to share resources for parents who are looking for creative, smart content that both entertains and offers enrichment for curious kids everywhere. So I'm happy to let you know about this awesome new show from the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, The Adventurous World of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as Math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. The series explores themes that kids like ours love, like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. And episodes transport kids into iconic periods in history like Pythagoras's Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England. So cool. New episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a perfect length for those car rides, for meal times, for break times, and bedtimes. What I love about this show is that it's kind of like listening to a book on tape. The story is captivating and includes lots of problems listeners can try to solve. The voice actors are fantastic, and the math concepts are seamlessly weaved into the narrative. It's exactly the kind of show Ash would have loved a few years ago, especially during our homeschool years, because finding that perfect blend of entertaining and educating, it isn't always easy. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hey there, it's Debbie, and this is a special Playback Friday episode of the podcast, meaning it's a favorite conversation from the Tilt Parenting archives, which go back to 2016. Unless you're a longtime listener, there's a good chance you haven't heard this one yet. And even if you are, you'll likely get something completely different from listening to it this time around. I know I did. I hope you enjoy it. They are who they are. You know, we can exhaust ourselves and and do all sorts of things to try to change them. But the peace comes, you know, came to me when I realized, wait, hold on. Like, he is who he is. And would I want somebody coming into my life and changing who I am? Welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and today's episode features a conversation with life coach and parent coach, Margaret Webb. One of Margaret's primary focuses as a coach is helping parents find more peace and joy in parenting the child they didn't expect while they were expecting. And she does this in a really interesting and more importantly, effective way. I'm a big fan of the work Margaret does because as I've experienced firsthand with kids who are wired differently, so much energy goes into helping the child and not a lot of attention is paid to the parent and what we're going through. But really, for us to parent our kids in a way that feels good for the whole family, it has to start with us. And Margaret is going to share some great insights during this episode, and I'm just thrilled to be bringing her wisdom to you all. To learn more about this podcast in Tilt, the revolution for parents raising atypical kids, visit www.tiltparenting.com. Hey, Margaret. I'm so excited to be interviewing you for the podcast today. How are you doing? I am doing well, and I am thrilled to be here. Thank you. Yay. I'm so glad we're doing this. And part of that is because I knew as soon as I began developing the idea for the Tilt podcast, you were on my list to interview. Because I believe, and I've 
experience that the work you do in support of parents raising differently wired kids, it's just so powerful. And I've gotten a chance to work with you through your awesome course, which we'll talk about later today, and also doing some powerful one-on-one coaching work with you when I was going through, let's just say, a particularly rough patch. So just to kind of introduce you to people, you're a Martha Beck certified master life coach. You're a parenting coach. You're a nature-based coach, and you're a former teacher and a parent, um, and many more things. I know you're a tennis player. I know you've got a lot going on in your life. And I know that you have a lot of different areas of interest and ways that you help people. But as we're talking about your work with parents today, I was hoping you could just kind of tell us how you personally came to be doing your work in support of parents. Yes. Um, so I have a 12-year-old son who is... Um, on the autism spectrum. And I came to doing, I came to this work uh, because it was work that I did with myself um, in parenting him uh, when he didn't talk until he was five. And um, early on, it really rocked my boat. It was not at all what parenting, what I expected parenting to be like. And as you said, I was a teacher. And so I kind of thought, you know, when we had him, I was kind of cocky and thought, you know, I got this in the bag. I totally get kids. And, you know, I've had 35 kindergartners in my class at one, you know, at one point. And so I, I got this. And as it turns out, I was given one of the most amazing teachers ever in my son. And he kind of, I like to say, he kind of came out with his middle finger up, like, (laughs) all right, you're, you know, this is like, whatever you expect things to be like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of challenge that. And at first it was really a struggle for me because I didn't have a community that, was anything but a a warrior mom kind of community where it was fix the child. You know, we got to go in and we got to figure out what's, what's wrong and and take care of that. And I had done obviously all of that stuff and, and sought help and got therapies and, and whatnot, but I didn't start to see a change in my parenting until I experienced coaching and got coaching for myself and realized, wow, like there's, there's so much of importance around my perspective and what I'm bringing to this relationship as a parent to this child. And I just began utilizing the tools that I was given and playing with them in my real everyday life. And things just started to shift and I began to find peace and joy in parenting, and, and which you know I, I began to uh, feel more empowered as a mother, and felt like I wasn't always just at the mercy of what was showing up. I, I could kind of look at things in a different way, and um, and so that's you know I just I implemented all these things into my life and I began to see how it impacted my relationship with him and how things started to improve and so I wanted to share that the teacher and me wanted to to share that with other people because it felt so much better like life just you know it felt just 
you know, like there was possibility again. Whereas when you get an autism diagnosis, it, it was, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, what, what is there? And implementing these things, it was like, oh, like life can be good. And like, he's actually pretty cool, the things that he can do. And I began to see the, the gifts in him and also able to handle the annoying and frustrating times in a way that felt so much better. So that's great. That's great. I, I don't know that I've ever heard your whole story. So thank you for sharing that. And I was just thinking the way I think that you and I first connected. I also am a Martha Beck certified life coach. So I think we cross paths in that community, but we became Facebook friends. Um, and that's really how I got to know you. And it must have been four years ago or something, I saw you post something about a virtual class you were launching mm -hmm. called Parenting the Child You Didn't Expect While You Were Expecting. And that really caught my eye <laughs> for what was going on um, in my life at the time when my world was kind of, uh, it felt like at the time, um, blowing up or imploding, however you want to look at it, but it was not going the way I planned. Certainly not the journey we were on with Asher. So could you tell us just about that class? And I, my hunch is it's evolved a bit since I took it, but can, how is that class structured and, and what is kind of, what's it about? What's the goal of that class? Why'd you create it? Well, the, my, you know, my initial intention, it was, it was something that just, it was really important for me because there are so many expectations that parents have, you know, you, or, you know, you're expecting a child, whether it's, and I've had people who have come through my classes who have adopted children and who have come to be parents in unexpected ways. And so I, I kept coming back to there are so many expectations. And, you know, when I had Andrew, those expectations, it was, it was kind of, you know, I couldn't live, I couldn't stand by them anymore. And I realized that that was something that so many parents experience. It's like, I expected it to be one way and now it's not. So the class is structured to help parents to go through the process of kind of letting go of those expectations. And it is a process because we are human. And so there's, there's, uh, hopes, for what parenting is going to be like and to allow yourself to process the emotions that come up, um, to recognize the, the thoughts, to kind of to weave in the coaching work, to recognize there are thoughts that we have about how things should be or, or how things should go and what to do with those thoughts, which are totally normal. And moving through those and having a community where People don't feel like the things that they're experiencing is uh, abnormal because we're all going through some sort of thing that, you know, might seem crazy if you're talking about it on the playground. But in this community, it's like, oh, yeah, you've dealt with that, too. So there's this community support of, oh, I'm not alone in this. And moving through that to, you know, how can I celebrate what it is? Um that my child has to offer and what are the lessons that my child is here to teach me. And that's a huge thing is I feel like our kids are here to teach us so many things. I've, you know, my son personally, like I was a total control freak and the more I tried to control, then the more miserable I was. And so releasing that control has been a lesson that, that 
keeps coming up and up and up and and realizing like, oh, these kids are, what are the lessons that our kids are here to teach us? And the thing that I love is that this class tends to attract people like you who are open to those lessons where it's like, oh, okay. Like, it's not about fixing them. It's okay. What can I learn from this? And what is he, you know, what are they teaching us? Yeah. You know, I think that for me, I mean, your class, when I took it, it really did shift a lot for me. And one of the things that shifted so much was what you spoke to earlier was that community aspect was even though I wasn't able to make many of the live calls, I could listen to the recordings and hear stories from other moms. So that community aspect was really important to me at the time, because I felt so alone in what I was going through and just hearing other women's stories. Um, and I think it was all women in our group. So hearing their stories about what they were feeling and that, you know, the the painful emotions that everyone was struggling with really helped me feel like, yeah, like I wasn't alone, that it was normal to be experiencing these things. And that was hugely comforting. But what you just said is really was the key for me that I think transformed me so much was realizing that also, hello, fellow control freak over here. (laughs) Um, I was so focused on, you know, for lack of a better word, trying to fix Asher, like, how can I fit this kid into the system? How can I fix these problems so that we can go on our way? And I can let this parenting journey look the way I wanted to look, you know, it was I was about how can we stop the meltdowns from happening? How can Mm -hmm. I get them to be less disruptive in school? And it just felt so overwhelming, made me feel so out of control. And then in working with you, and through this class, I learned that it was within my control to be in that experience in whatever way I chose. So I that's the only thing I could control was how I was going to be in relationship to what was happening around me. And that was huge. It was a game changer for me. It's so empowering. And that's, that's just it is like, I, I was part of so many Facebook forums and groups and whatnot. And it was all like all this energy was focused on the the child and what, you know, what are you doing for the child? What are you doing for this? And that totally spiraled things out of control because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I've done all that and I am exhausted and I'm frustrated and I'm annoyed because it's not working. And to be able to have that shift and realize, wait, like I can control my, I can control my thoughts. I can control my experience of this and how I enter into that. And that is, it's huge. It's so powerful. And and it's like, I still just am blown away, you know, every time I remember like, oh yeah, you know, and, and for me, it's just, it's, um, you know, I've got little things, you know, I still get tangled up every once in a while, but it's just, it's noticing that and taking that step back and being like, okay, wait, hold on. What is, what am I bringing to this? It, it really, it really is. It, it was a major game changer for me too. So I'm glad to hear that. We'll be right back after this quick break. This year, I've been working on becoming more attuned to my body. And so I'm starting to really recognize how periodic spikes in anxiety or disruptions to my routines can seriously throw my whole system off. And as I've been traveling a ton this past month, which is both disruptive and somewhat stressful, I'm especially glad that I have the extra support of Symbiotic Plus, 
a three-in-one supplement from Ritual with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Symbiotic Plus provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. And it comes in this very cool minty delayed release capsule, which was specifically designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery to the colon. The bonus is that the capsules don't need to be refrigerated, so I can easily bring them with me in my carry-on. On a personal level, I love that Ritual is committed to sustainability. They're a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable long-term to not only think about their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. Hey there, it's Debbie. I love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids. I've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life. But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone. Our kids aren't broken, and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. I feel like that's a piece that it's, it, that's missing though for a lot of parents. Like, I feel so grateful that I found your class and I've, I've shared it with other people who I know have also been highly, you know, have highly benefited from it um, and from that shift happening. But for so many of us, we're looking for help. Um, we're getting, you know, we're buying books that feel like they could give us some insight or we're following a school's recommendation on occupational therapy or whatever is, is going on. But so little of the support out there is geared towards supporting the parents emotionally. And I think that that's, that is something I think needs to change. And I'm, I find it confusing that it's, uh, that it's not more out there. Well, and it's, what's interesting is, and so, and this is what I found, um, early on. So before I did any coaching, you know, I would take my son to therapy to work on, you know, being, um, he would perseverate on things. He would stim on things. He would be very, he was very controlling, very anxious. And then they would, they would send him home with me. And I was, I would perseverate and I was controlling and I was anxious. And I'm thinking, oh my, you know, now looking back, I'm like, 
I was everything I was trying to help him to overcome. And I completely agree because it's, you know, there's, I see it all the time and, you know, people have to be ready for it. It's like they, you know, I, I, I get so many people who are like, oh, this person needs you and this person. And I think I would love to help them, but they have to get to the point where they realize like, it's not about the kid. It's not about the child. You know, one of the, the things that is part of expectations is expecting our kids to be different from who they are. They are who they are. You know, we can exhaust ourselves and, and do all sorts of things to try to change them. But the peace comes, you know, came to me when I realized, wait, hold on. Like he is who he is. And would I want somebody coming into my life and changing who I am? And would that even work? And it wouldn't. And so placing the focus back on me, which, you know, and it seems so counterintuitive to parents and to, you know, in my judgment to mothers, you know, oh, place the focus on yourself. It's like, what? You know, no, I've got to do everything for my child. And, you know, if I could get people to realize, like, you know, taking care of yourself and doing like doing things like breathing and, and kind of creating some distance to see what's actually going on is actually so helpful and allows, at least it's allowed me to actually become the mother that I want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love what you, you said too, about, you know, just noticing those strong emotions that we have when something is happening. And, and I noticed this and, you know, still, you know, with me and um, with my husband, who doesn't get as much practice as I do in dealing with frustrating situations with <laughs> Asher, because I'm homeschooling him now, and I'm with him a lot more. But usually when those strong frustrations or are coming up in me or in my husband, it's because that it's because Asher isn't doing something that we think he should be doing, or he's not behaving the way we think he should be. And, you know, it's a constant reminder, wait, he, he, he is doing this. So me being upset about because he's not doing what I think he should be doing is, is a complete waste of time. He is who he is, he's doing the best he can. And I always try to shift it to what can Asher learn through this situation. And then I, if I can take on that, look at it from that point of view that what's happening is because he doesn't have the skills he needs to deal with this situation. And it's about him has nothing to do with me, then I can approach it from a place of that intention of like, okay, so what can I do in the situation that will support him in learning or developing these skills while also taking care of myself. And that's been really helpful for me. And that is so awesome that like, you're able to do that, because that is it's, it's, creating some distance from the situation. And I, you know, so frequently we can, they can be really intense and sometimes you can get tangled up in that intensity. And so being able to take that step back, creates distance and see, Oh wait, what's actually going on here? You know, what can I help him to learn that he's ready for? Because maybe the expectation was a little bit too big or, you know, too much of a leap, but okay, what can I, how can I support him? And part of that is thinking, okay, I know who he is and I know how, you know, how he learns best. 
Um, and if you're at the point where you don't know, it's playing around with things like trying to fit, you know, becoming a detective and how does he or she learn best? Is it through, you know, through auditory stuff? Is it through visual? Is it through actually moving things kinesthetically? It's learning what works best for your child and helping to support them in that way so that they can learn. And, you know, viewing it from that perspective, that's that's where the empowerment is. It's no longer like, oh, he's doing this to me. It's just, it is what it is. It's happening. And how can I support him, which then ends up supporting you? Yeah, it's a win-win. So you touched upon this and it's something I wanted to bring up today that one of the biggest things you helped me learn how to do through your course was to breathe. (laughs) And (laughs) it sounds so simple. I feel like the concept of breathing, it's thrown around so much, you know, like, oh, just take some deep breaths. Like people don't really take it seriously as a strategy. But um, I remember distinctly that you would you were talking about taking, you know, these breaths, and I, I was kind of faking it like I was, I was breathing, but I was still pissed while I was doing it. I wasn't fully committing to breathing and to having the outcome, you know, that I I wanted it to have. And you suggested that I take a really deep breath and hold it for like a count of five, and then slowly release it and repeat that a couple of times. Yes. And I tried that. And this was, this was, you know, something I would use when I was about to blow myself, like maybe Asher was having a meltdown or something was happening that I was about to react in a very emotional way that I knew would only just be like tossing gasoline on the, the flames. And so I remember the first time I tried that, it was hard to make myself do it. But after, a few, you know, repeating that cycle of taking the breath, holding it and slowly releasing it after two or three times, my energy shifted. And I was like, Oh, my God, it's a miracle. Like I was so <laughs> excited because I felt that that little thing, you know, that taking the, that, that moment for myself changed everything. Because as soon as I calm down, and, and my energy shifts, Asher's energy diffuses. It's like magic. So I'm wondering why, why do you think that breathing is so effective for parents like us? How, why is that a part of what you, what you do? Breathing, like taking that deep breath and then holding it for a few seconds and then slowly releasing the breath, it helps to reset your, your system. And, and instead of going like what you're describing, um, is that feeling of like, okay, like I need to take action. I'm fight, you know, it's like fight or flight. And, and most of the time it's either, you know, it's as parents, we can go to, to fight with, you know, our energy, with our words, with our tone, our emotions and taking those deep breaths helps to reset that system. And so it helps to calm things down and like even thinking about it, it makes me want to talk slower. It creates some distance and some space. It helps to relax everything. Your heart rate goes down. And in creating that that calmer energy or that distance, then you get untangled from 
whatever it is going on. And that, that allows a different perspective you know, taking care of yourself first, like that is, it's so important to allow yourself, like, first of all, you have to even notice. And so like you were able to notice, like I am ready to like, you know, so often I kind of, I call it the volcano feeling where I am ready to erupt. And it's like, I, and so you first have to notice when you're at that place and, you know, there's like with, with us, there's no judgment. Like if you go, you know, if you do erupt, it's like, okay, that's good to know. I like, you know, next time try to try to recognize what that feeling is. And when you notice that, just, you know, just take a deep breath. And for me early on, it was like, I would have to go in slow motion. I was so conscious of it. I had to be very aware of it. And as you got to see, and as I've seen, like when you do take care of yourself and you create that space, and you create that calmer energy, it is like magic because they're kind of, you know, they're kind of confused. Like, wait, what just happened? Like, wait, there's, I knew, I know she was, she was going to yell at me and now I don't understand what's going on. And so it, they, they can kind of become curious or wonder like, what just happened? Um, and sometimes they can kind of poke, poke around like, wait a minute, you know, and, and sometimes I like to describe their experiences because uh, often the, these kids they don't necessarily know how to um, process emotions or how to handle the strong emotions and so I like to to describe it kind of like as when I'm PMSing you know there are times when I want to pick a fight with somebody and I don't necessarily know why and it just it just feels like something that you know I want somebody to kind of interact with me but it's no fun to argue with yourself and it's no fun to fight with yourself. And so as parents, you know, if we can recognize, wait, this is their experience. They're having, like, they're not able to, um, and I'm blanking on the name, on the word, but kind of process their emotions and handle like the hormones that are coming through. You know, but all I have to do is I have to take care of myself and I just have to, to breathe. All I have to do right now is breathe. We'll be right back after this quick break. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) 
Well, you're aiming more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. And it's also, I love the the analogy of the volcano, and I think, a lot of people listening, including myself, can relate to that. And it's something that a lot of kids who are differently wired, especially, you know, if they are more intense, um, a lot of kids with ADHD or on the spectrum or perfectionism or gifted, you know, can be pretty tightly wound and have intense emotional responses to things. And so by us as parents, taking care of ourselves in that way and learning how to notice when we're about to erupt, we're modeling exactly what we want our children to learn. And it's, you know, the fact that we as adults have so much work to do in this area. I always think and wonder, you know, what I'm expecting or the kinds of things I'm trying to help Asher learn are things I probably learned when I was 30 in terms mm-hmm. of my emotional regulation. So, but it is a great thing to even be, transparent and open with your child about what you're doing. And I try to say that now, like I need yes. some space, I need to go take some breaths. So he can see that I too struggle with the big reaction. And here's how I'm working on it. And so it is again, it's a great, it's taking care of yourself, but it's also helping children see, um, see a process modeled for that can work for them as well. What I love about that is that it lets them know like, oh, it's not just me who needs to work on this. It's, you know, mom's working on this and oh, okay. Instead of like, oh, every, you know, all the therapy sessions are for you and all this is, you know, we got to like take care of you. And we have, um, this, like he learned in his, through his OT and through his, um, school when he was in school, there was kind of a, a number system of, where his body is and where, you know, where his emotions are. And it's something that I use. I'll say, you know, five is like ready to have a total tantrum meltdown. One is like not responsive at all, just kind of like not even there. So three is kind of humming along perfectly. And I'll say, you know, my body is at a four and a half. I am ready to, you know, I'm almost at a five. And he knows it's like we have that language. And so if you can find a language that, you know, makes sense for your, for you and your child. And, and we, you know, and that is something that we're very open with. And I tell him, you know, I am ready, like, I need to have some time to myself, because, you know, you're, you're talking too much. And he's got, he's been doing a social thinking um, class. And so we've got little characters now that we can use, uh, like rock brain or, was funny once. And so I'll say, like, it was like the 20th time, not so funny. I Um, love that. (laughs) I'm going to be using that tonight. Sorry to interrupt you. But I was funny once. That's classic. Was funny once. And it's, you know, and it's something I think, like having that language to say, like, I hear you, and I'm done. And, 
as a parent to be okay with that. Cause I think sometimes as, as parents of these differently wired kids, we can kind of put expectations on ourselves that we need to, to be, you know, super moms and like we need to be doing things all the time to be helping them. And it's like, to be honest and say, you know what, that's really annoying or you're really annoying me. I need to go in my room for five minutes or I need to take some time to take some deep breaths or this is how I'm feeling. What should I do? And have them do the problem solving. You know, would you like me to yell at you? No. (laughs) Okay. And what should I do? (laughs) I think you should go in your room and just have some quiet time. Perfect. (laughs) That's great. Yes. Turn it around. As soon as you do that, it's another way of, as you said before, making them curious, shifting the energy, catching them off guard and can likely stop what's going on in the moment that's been difficult. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, well, before we end this call, you've already shared so many great strategies. Are there any other kind of favorite tips or insights you have for parents who are, you know, thinking about parents who are kind of in the thick of it? Maybe they're just realizing that their path is going to look different than from what they expected. Maybe they're starting to get feedback from a preschool teacher or Maybe they've been doing this for a few years and they're feeling really tapped out and overwhelmed by kind of everything. Like, do you have any additional strategies that are kind of your go-to strategies or pieces of advice for those parents? You know, uh, the parents who are at that point where, you know, they're starting to, you know, get that feedback. The most important thing is to take care of yourself and to allow yourself to have time to kind of be okay with the emotions that are, that are bubbling up. And this is a huge part of, of what I do and and what I help people with. And it's something I avoided like a pro at first, but once I allowed myself to, to process the emotions that were already there, the anger uh, that I had not chosen this, um, the fear of what I was making it mean uh, for our life, for his life, um, for everything. And then, you know, the, the grief process and the sadness. And, you know, it, it, it can sound kind of like heavy and, and whatever, but they're there already. The emotions are there. And once I allowed myself to kind of process and release them and to be honest with myself of, you know, yeah, I could deny it but it was there. Like there were differences. There were things that, you know, weren't quite what I expected and we were going to be on a different path. And if once I allowed myself to be honest about that and to feel those things, then it it became okay to ask for help. And, you know, I started to just have a greater sense of clarity around, you know what, like it's going to be okay. You know, and, and, there are communities out there who are, you know, and you are huge. I'm, I'm so excited about what you're doing because you're laying groundwork for the community support that these people are going to need. And I'm so grateful that you're doing that. And so I think there's lots and lots as part of this journey. But I think, you know, for, for those people who are just starting out, that's, that's where I would start. Wow, that's so great. And it's just making me realize that um, 
that's a whole other conversation I want to have with you. I'm hoping you will you will come back. I would love to talk with you about the emotional journey. And, you know, when I worked with you one-on-one, when I started homeschooling Asher and after we moved to Amsterdam, that's really, you got me through some of, I would, you know, inarguably are some of the worst months I've ever had of my life. <laughs> um, but I think that that's really important, especially um, for people who are really coming to terms with what's going on is to honoring that emotional response. So um, I would love to have you back to talk about that another time, because I think that could be a really interesting and helpful show for people. I would love to. Awesome. So before this call, I was checking out the class page on your website, where you kind of break down who your online class is for and who it's not for. And I just have to say, I had a laugh because you said you probably don't need this class if your kids are totally perfect and never cause you stress. And you feel love, peace and contentment every moment of every day. (laughs) But I have to say, that's what I love what your work is about is, and you said this at the very start of the call, finding more peace and joy in parenting today. I love that vision and message. It's completely in alignment with what we're trying to create here at Tilt. And I'm just grateful to be able to bring you into this conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you. It has been so much fun and I can't wait to come back. And for listeners who want to learn more about Margaret and check out her course, Parenting the Child You Didn't Expect While You Were Expecting, which I probably have said it a dozen times on this, but I highly recommend it. Um, visit Margaret's website at www.margaretweblifecoach.com. And I will have links to Margaret's site and the online course in the show notes as well. So once again, thank you so much for for joining me today. And you've given me a lot to think about today and um, great information for our listeners. So thanks, Margaret. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Tilt Parenting Podcast. Visit tiltparenting.com slash podcast for a list of all the podcast episodes. And for the show notes for this episode, including more information on Margaret Webb and her virtual course, you can go to tiltparenting.com slash session one. Lastly, we are a brand spanking new podcast with new episodes coming out each week. We have a great slate of experts lined up for the podcast, and we're also creating special episodes featuring conversations between me and my 11-year-old son, Asher, so you can get a kid's point of view on all of these issues too. So I invite you to please subscribe if you like this episode, and also visit iTunes and leave a review. Getting reviews and subscribers is the best way for us to grow and connect with our audience of parents raising differently wired kids. Thanks again for tuning in and for more information on the Tilt Revolution to sign up for our community and learn more, visit www.tiltparenting.com. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. 
I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.